0: I moved to the cities in 1993 already had my first love And I was about to run into my second And I don't know what I ever did to deserve her But she was fucking beautiful And I fucked it up And I'm gonna tell you all about it. What's up, my name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 4, Episode 5, I think, yeah, we'll go with 5, anyways, hope you guys are having a great day, hope you guys um, have had, uh, I hope you guys had a great Easter, you know, Easter was a couple weeks ago, it's been a while um, since I've been on here, so... Um, yeah, I don't know, I I guess I, I don't really know, you know, what to say about why I haven't been on here, um, it's hard, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but whatever, it is what it is, but I'm back, and, uh, this is episode five, uh, and then this is, um, uh the number 2 number 2 love of uh you know my uh four gray loves series and you know a lot of people i suppose have one or two um some people have 3 i was lucky enough to have 4 and um you know, I think I said it last week. I'm not sure if I'll talk about four, um, but um, I had two. And, and uh, to be honest, you know, I've kind part of had part of the reason why I haven't um, done this uh, episode until now is I've got, I'm really conflicted on about how much I want to share. Because I'm not sure if my number two listens to the podcast I think she does And that's what um, makes it hard to, to be honest about this Because, you know, her and I, we, we talk a little bit And it's been a while um, And, you know, I'm I'm sure that if I had a conversation with her that uh, the things that I share about that relationship would be fine, but um, I just haven't talked to her. I haven't talked to her since uh, my birthday last year, um, and the re- the only reason that uh, I did that is because her, her birthday is on the day before, so my birthday is the 15th of June, her birthday is the 14th of June, so um, I guess you know we said happy birthday to each other on our birthdays uh but you know last year um but uh um that was my number 2 so you know um uh, i'll i'll just i'll just get into it and um whether or not i decide to share everything or not we'll just find out along the way right um so yeah uh, you know, you, you have your first love, right? And typically most people are in their teens when that happens. But um, I was—I suppose I was late teens. Some people it's earlier than that. I, I, I suppose probably most people. Uh, so, you know, one of the things that you learn about that first love is not to give it up 100%. And it kind of, you know, makes you raise an eyebrow about every re- relationship after that, you know. And so I, uh, had moved to the cities in 1993 and, um, I was, uh, you know, a bunch of us moved into this house. So there's me, my buddy Nate Reitzma, shout out Nate Dog, um, Sean, his brother, Sean and Sully and, um, my friend Chad Steeny. And, uh, we lived in this house I, I, I don't want to say, I guess it wasn't a house it was a like a duplex kind of the shittiest place in Bloomington, Minnesota it was <laughs> it was pretty shitty um, but yeah so we moved into this place in the cities and um, I think it was like the second day so it was there was three bedrooms upstairs and then there was this huge room downstairs and then there was a laundry room and um uh so my friend uh Nate, Sean and Sully took the three bedrooms upstairs and then downstairs Chad and I basically split this big room and we left the uh, laundry room by itself uh second night we were there there was a th- <laughs> there was a thunderstorm and st- my friend Chad Chad Steiny and I woke up hearing like waterfall noises, and there was literally a waterfall coming down the stairs into our basement where um, my friend Chad and I were so we're sleeping. And um, yeah, I don't so whatever. The next day we called the our landlords and they took care of it. But that was my uh, second day in Twin Cities, and um, I didn't. Uh, So this is the 90's right Everybody smoked cigarettes in the 90's All of my roommates smoked cigarettes They would all go We would all be playing with Sega Genesis And they'd all have to say Okay smoke break smoke break And they'd all go out to the outside Smoke cigarettes And I remember I went out there I would go out there with them all the time And uh, my friend Chad is like Oh I'm gonna get you to smoke And I'm like fuck that Fuck cigarettes You know those are gross or whatever and eventually whatever i folded and started smoking cigarettes so um but that was the 90s everybody smoked cigarettes in the 90s so it wasn't like it was i decided to do heroin or anything but um yeah so we're all living in this house we uh all of us have jobs at the mall of america and um I'm working at Sam Goody and I I think I've talked about working at Sam Goody on here before about meeting uh, Carlos Santana and um my experiences at the Mall of America um but uh I was when I was at Sam Goody Sam Goody was part of the whole music land um Family. So back in the back in the 80s and 90s, music land was like a really big deal. You know, you buy records, or and then it became tapes, and then CDs. And um, when I was working at Sam Goody, it was tapes and CDs. So they were still selling tapes in 94. I, I would probably say 93, 94. Um, so I'm working at Sam Goody, and because. Sam Goody was part of the Musicland family. Part of that family was Suncoast Motion Pictures, so it's ba- basically a video store. <laughs> Sorry, and uh, um, they would the people from Suncoast. Suncoast was on the first floor, right in the rotunda. So if you've seen like pictures of the Mall of America. I would probably say 90% of those pictures are from the rotunda which is where all the bands and whenever they have like special appearances or autograph signings or whatever the rotunda is where it is and the first floor is right next to you know first floor rotunda is like right next to the stage anyways um, Suncoast was right there so anytime uh, somebody from Hollywood would come to Town or a musical person, they would always end up in at Suncoast before they would go on the stage because that was they would typically be there for if it was music, they were there for Sam Goody, if it was movies, they were there for Suncoast. And, anyways, this hot chick was working at Suncoast, and anytime Suncoast didn't have like their own like UPS area, so the Suncoast people would have to come up to Sam Goody to mail, like, special orders and shit off, and so um, at this time, I was like, super close to, the, like, this this lesbian chick that w- worked at Sam Goody with me. Her and I were, like, homeboys or whatever. And this hot chick from Sam Goody kept coming up and sh- to, like, mail stuff away. And so oh, me and this, like, a lesbian chick would, like, geek out on her, like, oh, she's so fine and all this stuff. And uh, so at that time, Suncoast was, like, really big, so they had, like, their regular music section, and then they had a separate store that had its own entrance that was classical music. And then they had um, a movie part, too. And uh, the movie part was ran by this dude named Fritz. And uh, Fritz was like, whatever, you know, you, when you go to work at a place like that, you kind of have, like, your little people, right? And Fritz was, like, part of my people. So he, him and I would talk every day and shit. And the thing is, is Fritz was friend with friends with this hot-ass chick that worked down at Suncoast that this lesbian and I used to geek out on all the that. And so one day Fritz comes to me and this is, you know, whatever back in the day when I was in this apartment or whatever duplex with a bunch of dudes and our life kind of re- revolved around partying and. Smoking weed and drinking beer and playing video games. And so... Um, this girl keeps coming up and she's fine as fuck or whatever. And Fritz says... Hey, uh, JC... Uh, this girl's name... We'll just call her number two. Number two... Um, thinks that you're cute and wants to go on... Would like to go out with you. And I was like, well, hell yeah. I said, I'll go out with her. And... You got to remember, this is first year moving to the cities, working at Sam Goody, for Christ's sakes. So I'm I literally have no money. And um, she's the type of she was the type of girl that needed to be taken out, you know, because she was fine and super social. But I had no money, so what am I going to do? So, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'll go on a date with her. So, I, whatever, I go down to Suncoast or whatever and ask her to if she wants to hang out. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. So she comes over to my house, knocks on the door, looking fine as fuck, wearing... Uh, she had, like, a leather jacket on and these, like, uh, high-heeled Doc Martens type, type look. Super 90s, cities, Minneapolis chick look. And uh, I'm broke. So I'm like, well, you want to watch a movie? So we end up watching a movie and making out and shit. Next day, um, I go back to work. And Fritz is like, oh, dude, you got to do better. Um, Number two said that. You guys just you didn't go out. You just hung out of your house and you got to do better than that. And at this time, I'm like, yeah, well, you know what? Fuck it. If it's going to if it's going to be mean that I got to put a lot of effort into it, then I don't need it. And literally, that's how I felt at the time. And so I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't I don't need to go out with her then. And for whatever reason, um, she's like she was like, "Okay, cool. Um, and I'm working for Sam Goody again, and part of that job was anytime a new Sam Goody would open, I'd go to the, to that store and help him open. And uh, uh, downtown uh, in Minneapolis, they were opening a new Sam Goody at a city center. and city center, if you're from the cities city center in the 90s was it was pretty it was pretty shady. And, uh, so this is the time that this girl and I start dating like on the regular, you know, so we're going, we're going on a date every night or whatever. I'm still living in that house, but, um, we can't have private time, right? Because, um, my friend Chad and I share this room. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to move into the laundry room. So I move into the laundry room put my bed in there, put Christmas lights up and shit, and put speakers on all four sides of the room, and then, uh, yeah, so I had, like, my own little bedroom, and it was the laundry room, put a little curtain up and everything, and, uh, so, anyways, um, homegirl and I start, like, seeing each other every day, and so, she starts coming to my house every night and she stays until like four, four or five o'clock in the morning. And, uh, I was 21 going on 22. Maybe I was 22 at the time. She was 19. She just got out of high school and, um, her parents weren't very happy with her because she was coming home at all you know, in the morning basically. And so they were like, you need to, Either start coming home at a decent time or you need to move out. So she decides that she's going to start looking for a place to live. And Fritz, um, he has uh, a two-bedroom apartment type thing. I think they called it a condo, but it was really an apartment he had inherited from his parents or from his dad. And I don't know what his dad did, but he came from money. And Fritz was... Um, basically had a two-bedroom that he didn't have to pay for because his, it was his dad's. And so he's like, yeah, you can move in with me. And I know Fritz, and I remember Fritz back then, he still, he had a girlfriend, and they were kind of hippie-ish, but I'm sure that he told her that he could move in because he wanted a Mac on her or whatever. And, you know, we game you know some people have game and some people don't fritz didn't have much game um but uh so my girl number 2 not gonna say her name moves into this place and basically i start staying there every night with her and i'm still paying rent in bloomington but living in another place with somebody else and um uh it's, it's it's awesome you know like it's kind of you know like it's kind of like a living. never had a situation like that before to where you go over to their house and you, you know you don't have to worry about going home to your mom and dad or anything like that we basically were you know living together and um it was cool and again this is in my pot days and that part of Bloomington um There was, it was, it was kind of nicer. And there was this video store by where we lived. And I remember we used to go to the video store. We'd pick up a video and come home almost every night. And uh, uh, I was at the video store and I seen uh, Robert Smith from the Minnesota Vikings uh, running back. You can YouTube it. You'll see who he is. But uh, he was there with like the biggest Trixie white chick ever and uh you know probably a stripper or a hooker or whatever and um number 2 and I come home and uh, i'm like oh shit where's my weed and i'm like tripping i'm like where's my weed where's my weed where's my weed where's my weed and uh i'm like i'm going to call a video store i call a video store and uh I'm like, yeah. Did you guys find something? And they're like, What do you mean? What are we, what, what are we supposed to find it? And I'm like, uh, You would know if you find it, found it, or whatever. And they're like, No, we didn't. So I go back down. I go down to the video store and I'm walking like up and down all the aisles trying to find my bag of weed, and uh, couldn't find it. And came home and I'm like super pissed and annoyed. And um, number two was there and it was at home the whole time. And this is kind of like the first kink in the armor. Because uh, she wasn't very happy with me, obviously. Um, but whatever. She ended up going to sleep and I stayed up and played video games. Which was kind of our routine, you know. We'd go out, get a movie, come home, do whatever we're going to do. And then um, she'd fall asleep. I'd smoke weed and play video games. And... uh then i think you know eventually um fritz got and his girlfriend got tired of us living there because basically all we would do is go over there and go into the room yeah into number two's room and um do our thing so we ended up basically having to find a place to live so we're still living in at fritz's place looking for apartments to move into and so i have my first live-in and this is where things um start to get a little bit hard to talk about um because i don't want to hurt hurt her feelings if she listens um and um I wasn't the best, you know. She put up with a lot of stuff when we moved in that house and we moved into this house or to this this apartment I wanna say. And um you know, I was still doing my weed stuff and at first she was into it and we'd, you know, do the same things and all of it, you know, go to go to work, come home, get a movie um, smoke weed, she'd fall asleep, and I'd smoke more weed and play video games, and that was every night, and then that started to involve my friends, and, um, and her friends, too, so there was kind of this thing where, you know, who we gonna hang out with tonight, your friends or my friends, and basically, her friends meant going out, and my friends meant coming over, smoking weed, and playing video games, and, you know, I understand, like her point of view, because in you know, now looking at it, that's a lot more fun than coming home and smoking weed and playing video games. Um, and that was that was basically it. And then, um, you know, I said that she was working at Suncoast, and I was when in my day I would go to somewhere to open a new. Sam Goody or a Musicland or whatever So she gets called To open a new store A Suncoast store In Bismarck, North Dakota And so she dips And at first it was You know, we thought she was going to be gone For two weeks or whatever And we're living in this apartment together And so she takes off She goes to This apartment, or goes to Bismarck and I stay home I'm working she's working in Bismarck and um things started to change you know like I I think like immediately when she left you know her and I were together if we weren't working we were together you know so like if I'm working or if she's working we're you know that's our little time but if we're not working neither one of us have anything going on, we were together, and so when she goes to Bismarck, all of a sudden, we're apart 24-7, and um, I don't think either one of us was ready for that, you know, we are both young, and um, to be away from each other uh, that amount of time, um, just wasn't good for us, and um, she was going out, I was going out, and we were doing this apart from one another, after being together all the time, and so basically, we both kind of fucked around, and I didn't, I didn't do anything until, you know, I wasn't initiating going out and fucking around on her. I just kind of had a feeling that she was. And so that kind of pushed me into doing it myself. And so, and and I wasn't wrong. So I think, you know, both of us aren't good people for what we did. Um, is as, as, as far as like relationship stuff goes you know if you're with somebody you should, you should be with somebody but i think you know we were both young and um stupid i guess you want to i you know if you're going to if you're going to break it down to to brass tacks we were both young and stupid and so it i, I had a feeling she was and so she was messing around on me and so You know, I... i I messed around a little bit, too. And uh, I remember, you know, one night, my friend Schwab and I went out, and I was just so stressed out about the whole situation, you know. And there was a lot of things, you know, that happened before all of this. You know, before she left, there were some things that were going on, you know, between her and I. And 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 it probably had always been there. You know, I was i just got out of, you know, a relationship, my first love, right? I just never really trusted anybody after, you know, initially after that. And I think that whole first love situation made me, um, probably, probably fucked up my, um, um, uh, I think if, I think you know, like if you break it down to, like you would probably say that I I wasn't um, I I um, I wasn't self confident in um, I was I mean, that's not exactly what I'm trying to say, but I just uh, was always questioning, you know. Her and about what she's doing, who she's talking to, and all of that. I never really felt comfortable, and a part of it is because she was fucking beautiful, you know, and um, and and I was so in love with her, but I just I just kind of knew that it it wouldn't work out, and that either. But, you know, I, I pretty much thought I was going to fuck it up in one way or another at some point. Because I I didn't really feel like I deserved somebody like her. Because, whatever, she was like... She's like Vogue, you know what I mean? She's like... You know, a lot of people were like... I, even my friends were like, how the fuck did you pull a chick like that, you know? But, um, yeah. So, anyways, my friend she's in Bismarck I'm thinking she's fucking around on me and, um my friend Schwab and I go out and uh um like we we go over to a friend's friend of mine's We go to Soli's place my, my old roommate we stop over there for a little bit and we leave and he's like dude I'm too drunk to drive I'm too fucked up to drive and, and he's like why don't you drive and I was like I'm too fucked up to drive and he's like yeah but you're more fucked or I'm more fucked up than you and so I'm like oh, okay yeah I'll fucking drive I get in the car and I'm so fucking stressed out I knew from the second I stepped into that car that all of my shit all of my take 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 out being fucked up but just my um uh the whole situation with number 2 I I j- just was a fucking wreck you know and I remember I was like trying to press the the gas pedal on the car and I'm just f- fucking shaking and my friend Schwab is like you know he's like he looks at me and he's like "Kels what the fuck is wrong with you?" and I said "I don't know man I just I just can't fucking do it." And so anyways he drives me home. I go home and uh we're getting close to the time that uh, number two is gonna come home from Bismarck and we're talking and shit and uh, she comes home actually she's gonna come home and she says the day that she was supposed to come home, her cousin lived in Fargo and so she's driving home and she says, you know what i'm gonna I'm gonna spend the night at my cousin's house in Fargo and I'm like, what?" you know, normally, why don't, why don't you, why don't you want to get here as soon as you can get here, and so, another confirmation of, 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 of what I thought was going on, and so, she's, you know, and me being, um, you know, thinking that she's fucking around on me, not being self confident, I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? All right, and we kind of get in a fight the night before she comes home, and then she comes home in the morning, walks into the door, and I knew as soon as she walked in the door that uh, that she fucked around, and I'm not sure, you know, I, you know, her and her and I, like I said, her and I have talked. I'm not sure if, if she could see it in my eyes or not, but, uh, both of us, you know, young and we both fucked around on each other and, um, but anyway, she's home and we got to try to make a go of it because we got a lease on this apartment, right? It's not even been a year in this apartment. We were in the other place for almost a year. So this is going on year two together and, um, so one thing that started happening when she came home is this dude started calling, and he'd be like, is uh, number two there? Not Again, not going to say her name. And I'd be like, yeah. And she would talk, and it would be like they would talk on the phone. This is landline time before um, everybody had cell phones. I would a pager, but, you know, whatever. That wasn't for... Phone calls, but so, anyways, this dude starts calling and he's calling, you know, at least when I was home once a week. And uh, eventually, she's things between her and I start to get good again. And she starts saying, tell him I'm not here, tell him I'm not here, tell him I'm not here. And so I answer the phone and I'd be like, no, she's not here. No, she's not here. No, she's not here. And this probably, probably happened maybe three times. And um, so I remember we were home sitting on the futon because that's what you have back in those days is we had a futon in our, in our living room and Kind of give you a picture of what's going on, and and this is like a total wrap up of the '90s. Is we had no groceries in the in the house. We had uh, those black and white pictures that um, with like a the only colors on it were red. So whether it's a rose or a balloon or lipstick or whatever the fuck it was, those are the kind of pictures that we had on the wall. And then we had this. A futon in the living room and a giant ass um, entertainment center, <laughs> and two beers on the wall in the in our living room, and our phone is like in the kind of on the hallway, and the phone rings, and I answer it, and it's dude, and this is in the middle of my weed time and whatever, and I answer the phone, and it's him. And he says, is number two there? And I'm like, "Nope, she's not here. Because she's like, no, I'm not here, I'm not here. And I'm like, no, she's not here. And then he says, this is, you know, the fourth time of him calling and me saying she's not here. And then he says, well, if she's not going to tell you, then I might as well tell you. Um, She messed around with me in North Dakota or whatever. And... I, I I just went from zero to like I'm flames are coming out of my head. I'm like in a rage, and uh, I uh, I said if I ever see you, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And I punch I punched the wall, and the first time I punched the wall, my my hand my fist didn't go through the wall, so I punched it again, and it was like. I don't know. Like in a, through two seconds, it was like bop, bop, and my finger, my fist went through the wall. Finally, and I looked at her, and I threw the phone, and I said, "I fucking knew it, you bitch." And she's, I threw the phone like in her direction. I didn't throw it at her because I, that wasn't. I didn't want to hurt her, you know. Despite everything, I didn't want to hurt her. Physically, you know, I just wanted her to know how pissed off I was. So I punched the wall, throw the phone in her direction, and she's she aw- immediately, like, I'm, sh- I, as soon as I looked at her, she had like tears in her eyes. So uh, I'm sure the first time I punched the wall, or as soon as she said, heard me say, I'm going to fucking kill you to the guy, she knew what the fuck was going on. And, um, yeah and so i don't know i I, like I, i try to think back about it and i don't think that either one of us left i think that after i hung up the phone and after all of that happened this is really weird because i remember all of that stuff so vividly but i don't remember what happened after and um maybe maybe i'll have to ask her um but uh Somehow we fixed it right, and um, things started to get really good again. And uh, then one day she was at work, and I'm at home, and uh, her dad shows up, and he's like, um, "Number two is moving out, and of our of our apartment." And I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, she's moving out, and..." You have to accept it. And I just remember not being very happy uh, about him telling me that. You know, I don't know how it's supposed to be done. A lot of people want to do things in whatever ways. But when you decide that you're not going to live with somebody... I would say that the best way to do it is tell them yourself, not have your dad come and do it. And so, uh, and and it's really weird because I, I would have never expected that from her because she was such a strong person. And again, this is me not being able to um, function with or not not being very good with strong women and you know and to be honest with you the four women that i've loved in my wife of life have always been um strong women so i guess that tells you a little bit about me you know i i'm not very good with them but that's what i end up you know really loving um and maybe maybe that's something there's something to be said about that too but um yeah, so her dad tells me she's moving out. She comes home, and, yeah, she's moving out. So, anyway, it ended up working out cool because my friend Slooty, he just had basically the same situation I had except he was in Texas, and he needed a place to stay in, in the city. So I was like, well, why don't you fucking move in with me? So he he comes in and lives, you know, he lives with the two of us for a month, and then she dips and it's him and I, and, um, you know, after she left, I looked at that, like, you know, that was the end, we're done, I don't, we're, we're not boyfriend, girlfriend anymore, and I think initially, after she left, um, maybe there was part of her that thought that we were still gonna be together, um, but, um, or at least that's how I felt, you know, like we would do things, and it felt like she thought we were still going out, I don't know, that, that, maybe that's just me, and if she listens, um, that, you know, I'm not trying to be arrogant about that, I'm just saying that that's how it felt to me, and, um, anyways, eventually it became, and I think that the, when I realized that it, it was actually over, is uh, she had asked me to go to Steve Miller, uh, a concert with her and my friend Gary and his girlfriend. And Gary was her best, at the time, her best friend's boyfriend. He had moved from Fresno, California to live here. And him and I couldn't have been more opposite from one another because I was a hip hop dude and he was kind of a rocker. And um, I think, you know, in the beginning, our friendship was kind of forced upon each other because we had girls who were, who we were dating, who were best friends, um, and at first, I suppose it was, it was kind of difficult for us to, like, uh, you know, see eye to eye with each other, and then eventually, you know, I'm still friends with Gary to this day, he's one of my favorite people on the planet, so Gary, if you're listening, you know I love you, dude, um, but, uh, um, When I realized number two and I were done, um, we went to Steve Miller concert and, uh, I remember I went to hold her hand and it, it felt awkward. And, um, I kind of felt like she didn't want to hold my hand and it's not like she pushed me away or anything, but, um, yeah, um, and so, whatever, the concert was fun, and that was pretty much the last time that her and I ever did anything together. Steve Miller, probably 1995. Um, and um, it wasn't, you know, I, we didn't have, like, this ending to the relationship. You know, we had... A fucking lot of ups and downs during that whole time, and and the downs were really down, and the ups were really up. Um, but it didn't end like on a huge fight, you know. We had all this shit that happened, and then we fixed it, and then um, and then it just kind of basically faded. And um, that was that was a first for me, and. It, it, it wasn't going to be the last, and, and and if I keep going and tell you all about the four loves, it's for sure not the last, um, but uh, yeah, so that was number two, you know, I still love her, and I love all four of my four loves, I will always love them, and um, care for them, and wish the best for them, Um but, you know, I think, you know, you learn a lot from all of these relationships. And I suppose what I learned from my, you know, I learned from number one, don't throw it all in. Don't go all chips in. don't um, go in thinking that they're going to give you, that it's going to be whatever, that you're going to uh, l- love each other the same. And then I suppose what I learned from number two was don't be such a, don't be afraid for shit to go wrong, you know? I I think if you go into a relationship thinking that stuff's going to go wrong, eventually it's going to go wrong. And when I say go wrong, I'm talking about, like, um, you... (sighs) You know, you um, go into uh, a relationship, and you're not um, uh, trusting of that person. Eventually, that they're gonna they're gonna break that trust. And if, especially, I, I, I'm maybe not if you don't say it, but if you if you are constantly s- acting like you don't trust somebody eventually they're gonna you know do something that makes you not trust them anymore and you kind of force them into that and that's kind of what I learned from number two what I learned from number three you're gonna have to listen next week but anyways that's all I got this week Uh, four great loves we're down we did two and so I've only got two more and um, you know my next one is, uh, my number three and should have been my last, but it wasn't, you know, um, I guess that one's going to be, that one's going to be, uh, it's going to be deep. It's going to be hard to, li- it might be hard to listen to, but, um, you know, whatever it is, what it is. And if I'm going to be honest and if I'm going to be real on here, you got to hear it all. And it's not always going to be fun, but um, I'll try to make it fun. Anyways, I want to thank you for listening, um, coming along this ride. It's been, a long, it's been a long journey. And if you've been here from the beginning, thank you. If you're just starting to listen now, thank you. Um, I hope you have a great day. Hope you have a great week. And I hope you have a great life. My name is JC, and this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace, I'm out.